Oh man, it feels so good to be back, Cynic. It feels so good to be back. Season 4, Episode Uno. Season 4, Episode Uno. Ignorance, bro. It's fucking ignorance. It's the same fucking people. Stop cursing, Frank. It's ignorance, cynic. <laughs> Sorry, I just said fucking like ten times in ten seconds. Fucking, 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 fucking. Uno. Oh man, it feels so good to be back, Cynic. It feels like it's been forever. I've been um, wondering when we were going to do this because we were talking about, you know, when we're going to kick it off again, but we never set an actual date, so it was always a bit like in the air. Maybe we come back. Maybe we don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's good to find out how you really felt about this endeavor. No, I didn't know what was going to happen, man. Like, it's yo, corona, you know bro. what? I'm blaming Corona. You know what? I'm done, Cynic. I'm walking away. <laughs> I'm leaving the empire. <laughs> I knew we were going to come back. Just didn't know when. You know? But I'm glad that we, we got it sorted out, right? Because I also was missing uh, getting behind the microphone. Microphone check. Microphone check. Yeah, bro, me too. When we spoke last week, I fucking missed our meeting like an asshole. But when we when we did catch up during the week, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like a douchebag. He's from Miami. When we did speak, I was like, look, bro, uh, let's just be ready to start back up soon. You know, I don't know when we're going to do it, but let's do it. And you're like, well, I'm fucking on the same page. And, and we, we decided on this Sunday, which is good because when we check the date right now, it's already been a month and a half. Yes. You know, so we definitely don't want it to be a two month thing. Then there's like, who's no stone again? And we got two <laughs> listeners. We were doing so good, and now we lost everybody we gained because we took such a long hiatus. But it's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. Let's talk some shit. Let's have some fun. And there's a lot yeah. to catch up on, my man. Lots to a catch up on. A lot has happened in a month and a half. Yes, it has. Craziness all over the world. It lets you know how fast things change. Yeah. And we always say, man, this year has flown by, which is flying by. I mean, we're already in May. We're already in May. Fuck, we're almost halfway through the year of 2021. What is, did 2021 even happen? (laughs) (laughs) Did it even happen? (laughs) Like a blip. So we say all the time the shit's flying by, which we can relate to right now because we we both can admit that, holy shit, we're already in May. But at the same time, so much things happen. A time Mm -hmm. as small as a month and a half or a week, so. What you drinking there? Water. Lean team. Why are you drinking water out of a styrofoam cup? I know, bro. I'm not not proud of that. I'm not proud of that. (laughs) It's not my proudest moment. Publix has just, these these cups. Uh, Feels like plastic, but it's made from plant. Yeah. I went for those cups, but they didn't have them. I tried. <laughs> so you bought the so that I bought the, the worst absolute ones. worst cups, the worst ones could... that never are gonna be recycled by Earth. They're gonna stick around here for thousands of years. Yes, I'm not. It's not my proudest moment. But why do you have a styrofoam cup in general? Because it keeps my drinks cold, motherfucker. I have I a see. I have a Yeti though. There's no excuse. <laughs> I have a huge there's water no jug. Excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse. I have filtered water that comes out of the fridge, you know, trying to trying to not do the bottled water. Even though sometimes it's inevitable. We try not to contribute to that as much as we can here in this household with the bottles of water. Because I was before buying bottles of water every time. And, th- and I drink a lot of water. So that's about maybe a case, two cases a week that you're going mm-hmm. through of a 24 to, you know, 32-pack, mm-hmm. whatever. But I even realized that, you know, not every plastic here is recyclable. Yeah. It has to be a qualified plastic, which I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Who knows if the, all those bottles that I've been recycling have even qualified to be recycled. Yeah, that's the re- that's recycling's dirty little secret. 
Yeah, even the people who think they're doing good, it's uh, always a little caveat there. You think, oh, I'm throwing everything in the recycling that you think is recyclable. Yeah. And I don't know, some really silly amount is actually recyclable, and everything else just goes and gets just burned to the in some poor or, third world country. Or it gets burned, and we can only imagine what those fumes of burning plastic are doing to our atmosphere. Or to people that are close to it. Yeah. I'm glad we're starting off on a positive note. You know? Hey, you know what we do, bro. <laughs> and I also found out that if you don't even rinse them the right way, even though they might qualify, if they have too much residue, they won't touch it. Like a ketchup bottle or something like that? Yeah. But I'm, I am, I'm all for recycling. <laughs> I'm not trying to say <laughs> it's a big sham. You shouldn't do it. It's uh, obvious that we should do it. But... Yeah, we made that that transition too. I don't know if you remember the last time you were here, we were using bottled water. Uh, Mm -hmm. You remember we would take them, you know, to the supermarket and then Mm -hmm. turn them in for the recycling and get the the money. And in the supermarket, we don't have a machine that we can use like over there that you can put a specific bottle and you get a credit back. There's nothing like that here. Yeah, yeah. Here we we recycle like regular plastic stuff, but then the bottles and some cans, uh, they have a certain label on them and those you can put through the machine. And then you get money back because they all actually have like a, when you buy them, you're, you're actually buying, uh, you're paying for like a deposit. You know, there's like a, a few cents added to it. Mm-hmm. And what you basically do is you get that back when you bring it back and put it in the machine. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. No one gives a shit about our recycling adventures. <laughs> Let's flow into some segments here, man. Let's do it. I always, but real quick, before we leave the recycling thing, I always felt that when I went to Europe, you were a lot further along than us in understanding the importance of recycling. And I'm happy that the U.S. has stepped up in that sense. People are more aware about it. There's more opportunities for you to recycle or before we just didn't have many options, you know? Mm -hmm. But you guys, yeah, you guys are doing it. So much so that when you buy a beer, you see the old glue of the original. (laughs) It's kind (laughs) of weird because you feel like you're drinking out of a dirty bottle, but it's been sanitized. What yeah. if it hasn't, though? What if you guys started Corona, motherfuckers? <laughs> we'll leave that one Speaking right of starting Corona, yo, why are you guys beating up on Chinese people? Stop Asian hate, bro. I don't understand. <laughs> it's ignorance, bro. It's fucking <laughs> ignorance. It's the same fucking people. Stop cursing, Frank. It's ignorance, cynic. <laughs> I just said fucking like 10 times in 10 seconds. Fucking, 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 fucking. It's the same people that are waving those Trump flags, bro. Oh, that we don't miss a beat. We don't miss the fucking beat. Listen to me. You're not gonna tell me that Democrats, and I'm not a Democrat. I just I always want to point that out. I'm not claiming that side. But you're gonna tell me that the blue side, bro, is gonna go and, and hate Asians. I don't know. But what I saw, um, one of the, one of the articles I saw showed a black dude who was actually beating up on some old Asian lady. Hey, now I black, don't know. There's black Trump supporters, bro. I, I was gonna say I'm not. I don't know if he was a Republican or not, but. Donald Trump is Chances are he wasn't because most black people aren't Republicans. Yeah, most black people aren't, but some are. And I don't some think are. it should be. It's not for me. It's not a race thing. You can be a black guy and be a Republican. I, I don't. I'm not to like some people will get offended if a black guy's a Republican. I don't take it to that extent. It's like, dude, do what you follow. What you follow. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It just came up um, more and more in the last few weeks before it's we, we up. came back on. There's this basketball player called Jeremy Lin. He was this kid that came out of nowhere. He blew up a couple years back, was on the Knicks for a while, and was going on this crazy run until they ran into the Heat. The Heat, you know, extinguished them. But before <laughs> they ran into the Heat, this guy it was like, they called it Lin Mania. That's how big this guy was in the NBA. Everybody loved Jeremy Lin. This is when LeBron was here, so at least seven years ago. Fast forward to today where, like, his, his kind of career kind of tapered off. I don't even think he's on an NBA team right now, but he still plays basketball. And he was talking about his experience with Asia hate on the court, where people call him coronavirus on the court. What? In the NBA? In the NBA. Well, again, the he's in the God. he's back in the D-League. Okay, okay. He's like in JV now, right? Because he kind of fizzled out. He's not on the NBA roster, but he's still playing, and it's still part of the NBA. He was talking about people calling him coronavirus on the court, dude. That's so fucked up. And let's let's mm. let's be honest about this here. Ninety-five percent of the athletes in the NBA are black, so it's not a white guy calling him coronavirus, Bobby. Put it together. <laughs> put it. Put it together, Bobby. Yeah, man. This is this is shit that's always it's so drives me nuts. It's so fucked me nuts. up. It's it's how we how populations who have been shit on and abused, mistreated historically, 
how they can so easily turn around and do it to other populations. I don't get it. Like in this case with black people, you know, treating people, you know, Asian people like they're somehow pieces exactly. of shit or they're spreading a virus or whatever. And, and, and the Jewish people as well. Have you heard about what's happening in Israel now? Yeah, with uh, Israel and is it Palestine? I yeah, like yeah. they're like the old wars are basically <laughs> flaring up again. And we got to talk about the Iron Dome, though. Yeah, that shit is crazy. But I understand as human beings, even when and we've talked about it on the podcast before, when you inverse the situation, you put a white child into a black school, that white child is going to get picked on. Mm-hmm. When it, the same thing that we're just saying, like if if black people have gone through so much, you would think there would be and it's unfair to say all of them. So we're not going to paint it with such a broad brush to say that all black people feel this way because we all know that's that's For not sure. the case, yeah. right? So we're not saying that. But to know that it still would happen where they now are the majority and rather than saying, I'm going to treat this situation differently and with a more gentle approach, right? No, I'm going to do the same thing that white kids would have done to me if I was in an all-white school. Yeah. That's why humans suck. And that's this episode. We're out. Beep, beep, beep. You, did, <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, man. People suck, man. Just plain and simple. Not all of us, though. We could be great, beautiful. Nah, not nah, all of no, us. Bro. No, all no, no. Don't, go, don't no, go too far off the deep end. No, you, know, you don't go down that path believing you can be different. You can be just as shitty as the next guy. Oh, and 1,000%. People in the right position. And by you, I mean us. Yeah, no, yeah. You have to constantly remind yourself, look, you have a choice here. You're not going to do the dirtbag choice. Speaking of dirtbag, we got a dirtbag Jones coming for you in dirt here in a few minutes. Jones. Sometimes it's hard to do the right thing, but you you do it because it's the right thing. Like not being an asshole to Asian people. That's not hard for me. That's an easy decision, you know, but maybe for somebody it is hard because they have the urge to make fun of them. Just fight the urge, asshole. Just because you have the urge doesn't mean you have to display it. We're human <laughs> beings and we're fucked up. So sometimes you're going to think some crazy ass shit. Doesn't mean you got to say it, asshole. And especially if you're a minority and you've been in a situation where you've been isolated, you've made, you've been made to feel less than for whatever reason, don't turn around when you have the opportunity to change the, the narrative and just contribute to the same fucking narrative that has made you feel like shit in the past. Yeah. Damn, you could tell I missed the mic, baby. You could tell I fucking missed the mic, Sonny. <laughs> Let's go. You know, and I, maybe you could tell I'm a bit fucking exhausted, bro. Overall, it's like the same old shit all the time. That's why certain people, like, don't ever think that world peace is obtainable. Like, you're like, dude, you're fucking crazy. It's never going to happen. It's great to think that. It's just that realistically, like, look at this gas thing. Have you heard about this gas shortage that's happening here in South Florida? (sighs) Of course. Yeah. You got motherfuckers filling up Publix bags, putting Mm -hmm. them in glad containers, kid. First of all, there's no gas shortage. You're creating the gas shortage. That's one. (laughs) Two, what are you doing? What are you doing, my G? Mm-hmm. Gas pandemonium. Yeah. And I found myself in a similar situation with the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to trip over toilet paper. I'm going to go buy toilet paper when I typically need to go buy toilet paper. But what happens is because I'm a regular human being that doesn't buy into the hysteria. Now I can't find toilet paper anywhere. Exactly. Right? And the same thing with gas. I'm going to go put gas when I regularly need to put gas. But because of these assholes, if I wait too long, I'm not going to find gas. So now I'm drawn into going to the park. I got to fill it up, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. So you, 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 you're forced into that uh, behavior, even if you try to do it different. Even if you try to stand your ground and be like, I'm not going to be an idiot, but they, they force you. bro. That's kind of like the danger of living in cities like, like, like we do and being so dependent on, well, the things that we're dependent on, right? Like, I like to sometimes think about what it would be like living in a city where for whatever reason, you know, supermarkets stop getting their deliveries for a week. Can you imagine? And th- that's not like, like gas. Yeah, it sucks. You can't get around, but it's not like essential to life. I mean, as, assuming that the trucks that would tr- transport the food and shit have gas. But imagine if the trucks that bring the food stop coming because there's some food shortage or yeah, let's take the gas thing as an example, whatever the case may be. We we who live in these cities, we're not prepared to be self-sufficient. Like, where are you going to get your food from? Where are you going to get, you know, your, yeah, the things that you need? Daily necessities, yeah. I mean, it would descend into chaos very quickly. Like, very quickly. Uh, like it has been. 
Have you seen people on Black Friday? Come on, bro. <laughs> That's chaos. It's it's we we go from being human beings that are the alpha species, the most intelligent, or one of the most intelligent, because dolphins and whales are amazing. Shout out to <laughs> dolphins and whales. But we go from human beings that have it all figured out to animalistic creatures in the snap of a finger, just because you can buy a LED screen now for three hundred dollars. People are fighting in stores, kid, fighting each other. I know it over material things. I know it. I think, you know what, I so I think I'm going to be sinning part two, man. You're changing me. I'm coming to the dark side, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get into it, man. Let's get rolling here. So let's kick it off with a uh, fun fact. Should we do fun fact? Cue that motherfucking music. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me pull up this fun fact. You know what Bluetooth is? Of course, like, how the fuck are you gonna ask me if I know what Bluetooth is? What? It was sarcasm, man. It was sarcasm. Everybody knows what Bluetooth <laughs> is. So when Jim uh, Kardak, who was the guy who uh, invented or came up with the technology, when he was asked to develop wireless technology for laptop computers at Intel, where he worked, um, he was reading a book called The Long Ships which is a historical adventure novel about Vikings. And it features a Viking king called Harold Bluetooth, or at least he was known as Harold Bluetooth. Uh, And he was the king who ruled over all of the tribes in Denmark in the year 958. And he managed to conquer parts of Norway. So what he ended up doing was uniting a lot of different tribes and uniting their communication as well. So... Um, this guy, Jim Kardak, developed this technology that enabled um, different devices to communicate wirelessly. And so I guess with some inspiration for what this guy, King Harold Bluetooth, did, he took the inspiration because he found that he was also kind of uniting you know, communication between these different devices. Mm-hmm. And he thought to give the technology the name Bluetooth. So it's based on that that uh, king that was known as Harold Bluetooth. And then the symbol for Bluetooth, which if you if you can imagine it or if you can't imagine it, just look at your phone. I'm sure you can see it. The symbol of the Bluetooth is also comes from the story. It's the unif- the unification of the initials of Harold Bluetooth, an H and a B. But no the H, the, the thing is that they're runic symbols. They're runic symbols. They're, so they're, they're, the symbols are in runes. So when you take the symbol for H and put it together with the symbol for, for B, together it, it creates the symbol Bluetooth, Harold oh. Bluetooth. Let me share. Should I share so you can see it? Share that shit, though. Let's fucking go. Here you go. You see this? This is a sign for H. This is a sign for B. And when you put them together, it looks like this. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So for those who, That's so who can't dope. see it, think of the H as an asterisk. So a line down the middle and an X. And then the B is, is well, it's a B. And then put them together and you get the, the Bluetooth symbol. There you go. That's so cool, man. That's a Those are the type of fun facts I like. Oh, now that I know you didn't like all my other fun facts, just <laughs> take my shit and go. No, 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 no. This is what I meant. That's the reason why I think yeah, we created yeah, this yeah, segment. Yeah. It's for little nuggets of information like that. <laughs> That's all I meant. I love all our shit. We're fucking dope. Oh, man. So humble of us. I know. <laughs> I love all our shit. But those are the type. That's the reason, man. That's so there the you go. Now you know what, why, where the name comes from and why the symbol looks the way it does. And every time you go to turn on your Bluetooth device on your phone or in your car, you're going to see that symbol and think, no stone unturned. No stone unturned. No stone unturned. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into a little Dirtbag Jones, if you don't mind, Cynic. Absolutely don't mind. He's a dirtbag. They call him Dirtbag Jones. Yeah, yeah. He's a dirt, dirt, dirtbag. They call him Dirtbag Jones. This comes from the personal archives of my life. 
<laughs> of course it does. I'm not going to name this person. Living la vida loca. <laughs> no. You know, there's this, there's this video on the internet that I love. It's just basically saying, and something that our mother has always told us, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are, right? And the fact that the people that you surround yourself with is so important to your personal growth and even to your success in some cases because they can hold you back, right? So I'm a true believer in making sure that the people that you that you have around you spark you or, or amplify you in some way. And it doesn't mean that you have to forget about certain people that you came up with. You can always be a friend to those people, but the people that you spend most of your time with needs to be people that think like you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, <laughs> I don't want this... <laughs> The fact that I'm about to tell you this story to come down on me like, bro, you're chilling with people like this because this is bad. I mean, bro. you could argue that. You could argue the other way around, though. You, no, really, because think about it. I don't want to go off too much on a tangent, but think about it. Hanging out with people like you all the time creates the bubble that causes a lot of the problems that we have today, right? <laughs> and when you're with people who are not like you, you could see opportunities there for growth, right? For sure. So. <laughs> you're absolutely right and that's why i think you should always be loyal to your people and in my case i have people that when i grew up with i had certain relationships with and now i'm at a place i mean ever since i started teaching i was always different right because i was a mentor right i was an example people looked up to me so i had to cut ties with certain people that that were known for certain things to a certain extent but i always i never i never became brand new I just spend less time with them, you know, because it wasn't conducive to my frequency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this person I have a professional relationship with, right? Not to say that I wouldn't be this person's friend outside of that. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but as far as am I spending a majority of my time with this person, I wouldn't say that would be so. That would be more sporadic. All right, let's see. Because I'm never going to turn my back on you. I'm not. I'm never going to be, I'm never better than you. We're in this together, but I just got to protect my energy. So, Dirtbag Jones believes he gets COVID. <laughs> this individual, let me not even do the gender. This individual, no, nah, it's going to be obvious. This guy believes <laughs> that he has COVID, right? So, he's like, man, I feel funny, this and that. I'm like, all right, man, you should go get checked. That's the responsible thing to do. There's more than one reason why he should go get checked, right? If, if we think about people that he may be living with, whatever the case may be. So, he never gets checked. He kind of is like, ah, oh, I'm going to see what happens, this, that, and the other, right? Um, the following weekend, he starts feeling a little better. Still having the, I don't want to say the fear, but the question mark of whether or not I had COVID and never got tested, he doesn't give himself the two-week time of no symptoms, right? Because he's feeling better, but he still feels a little shitty. Mm-hmm. So let's say this happens on Monday, like, hey, I don't feel good. On Friday, he's feeling better, but he's still feeling a little shitty. Mm-hmm. He goes and he hooks up with two chicks that weekend. Not knowing if he had COVID or not. And I was like, dude, let's call him Jake. I'm wow. like, Jake, why would you do that, bro? Like, I understand that you think this shit's a joke. I get that. But you're making a decision now basically for somebody else. Like, they're trusting you that you're going to have, like, the common sense that if you believe that you are infected, that you go through the proper steps before you come in contact with them. You know, you're having intercourse with these girls and you don't, you're not even caring about whether or not that can affect them or affect their mother that they live with. Or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. They're fucking dogs. And not one person, two people. What was his response? He's like, bro, COVID's a fucking sham, bro. That's just fake. I go, that's not your call to make, bro. That's not your call to make. If you want to believe that, that's fine. But you can't take it upon yourself to put somebody in that danger. Because you're taking a chance. And what if you're fucking wrong, you piece of shit? Wow. And I told him, like, Dirtbag Jones, my guy, you are the epitome of it. He didn't catch it because he doesn't listen to the show. He's not one of the smart ones, guys. Now I, now I get why you made that disclaimer because this dude is grade A piece of shit. This is guy is grade A piece of shit. So I don't want you guys to think that. i cut him out of my life if I were you. I'd, cut, I'd, cut, <laughs> I'd throw him off a bridge. I'd push him off a bridge if you, if you have the opportunity <laughs> to do it. We need less people like that in the world. We need less people like that in the world. And I know that's kind of somber, but I'm glad that I'm glad because not, not glad that it happened. But I know that when I heard it, I was like, I was really bothered by it. And I'm like, is it just me? Am I being a bitch? But I'm glad to know that. Like, I see your reaction. And you're like, no, that's fucked up. But I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I get it. Because that's how I felt. And I called him out. I'm like, yo, that's fucked up. You're a dirtbag. Like, straight up. I wasn't, you know how sometimes you're like, oh, it's not right, bro. Like, you don't really tell your boys what's going No, you're a piece of shit, bro. I told him straight up. Like, that's not cool, bro. And you need to really evaluate your choices. Bro, even, even if he didn't have corona, think about it. If you got a flu, 
I mean, is this is it then okay? Is it's not absolutely exactly. not. There's no excuse for it. Exactly. Even if it wasn't Corona, you know, just the fact that you can get somebody else sick because if you have still if you still have symptoms and you're making out with bitches and you're probably raw dogging them because think about it, it's not the type of guy that really uses a condom. Look, look, you know, he's not he's not being safe out there. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe you even know somebody like this. <laughs> So Dirtbag Jones is coming in season four with a bang, bang, bang. I will, you know, keep him nameless. And people don't judge me, man. This is, you know, we have a professional relationship. That's all I'm going to say. I feel like I'm judging you a little bit. (laughs) You feel like you got to go shower. You're like, I feel dirty. I feel dirty. When we talk about doing the right thing, like for me, that's a no brainer. I would never do that. For some people like him, I guess. It's an it's not only an option, but it's something that he'll do. You know, when you're in that situation and you get the the like, oh man, man, fuck it, let me just go meet up with these two chicks. COVID's bullshit. This is a perfect opportunity to be a better person. This is what we're talking about. You know, and it, it may not it may not be easy for some people. For some people, you may have to make an effort. Maybe it may not come natural. But we all know right and wrong, bro. To what extent do you put responsibility on, in this case, I guess the victim, <laughs> potential victim. Oh no! You know, she, I know victim blaming is, not, is 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 no. is is not is not in. He, here's but. the thing, dude. If you, if you're fucking anybody during a pandemic, raw dog like the Frank St. Cook, <laughs> you you know you're you're putting yourself into because there's certain people that don't put themselves in that situation. So I am not saying that sh- both of these <laughs> these victims are getting away <laughs> scot free here. You know, they're not making the best choices either. No, you know, and I think these were these were both first timers. It's not like he had like a relationship with these. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, or maybe he he had like one was a recurring situation and another one was a a first timer. But regardless, you know they're not they're not angels here. Yeah, but yeah. on a on a very human level, you know they got an itch. They're looking for it to be scratched. Let's not be a dirtbag about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, we're all humans. Wow. You know? So their reasons are their reasons, but let's not be a piece of shit. So good job, man! Top top shelf, dirt, top shelf dirtbag stories. Dirtbag Jones, man, and coming from the archive of my life. Yeah, that's the part that's most sad. That you know this person personally. I hope I don't meet him. <laughs> You're gonna meet him on June twenty fourth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if I meet him, uh, don't tell me who he is. I'd rather not <laughs> know that I'm dealing with such a person. <laughs> I'll tell you after you meet. Him. <laughs> so like this 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 episode is funny because we got like the segments in kind of like almost halfway through <laughs> look this is a perfect example of keeping you motherfuckers on your toes <laughs> just when you think yeah man so what can i say like every you know the, the other things that i that i was thinking about bringing up is like more of the shit that's going on that's been well it's been going on since we uh or let's say while we were on the break and i don't know how much people are like aware of some of these things yeah i guess it depends how much you're into the news and shit but the situation going on i mentioned it earlier with uh with israel yeah oh, and hamas yeah. Uh, the palestinians yeah. and and in india too like india like i just read today that they might be seeing the signs of a slowdown but up until now the shit's been on fire over there with uh i guess it's the third wave for them of corona I mean, people, they, they they don't have room to bury their dead. Like, there are people that are just kind of setting up shop somewhere and just lighting fires and letting people Burning bring bodies. their bodies there to cremate them. Cause, so that's how crazy it is over there. You say that, and it's so alarming because here in Florida, it's like the Wild West. DeSantis just lifted fucking mask mandations. Mm-hmm. So now you don't have to wear them if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Things are opening back up, which I'm not against, but we're just such in a different place here in Florida and in Texas, right? Where it's like the Wild West. But there's still things like that happening mm-hmm. in the world, you know? And it's if it's not in front of your face or if you're not listening to a podcast or if you're not on some type of media source that's not mainstream that really, you know, is telling you, kind of what's going on without them controlling the information, right? Where you can just search what's going on and find it. If you're not on something like that, then you never you never come into contact with that information. Yeah. 
And that shit, in a way, makes me feel guilty, man. Like, to know that those people are are still struggling with that and not having the, the ample help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, it's uh, unfortunate. That's how most of us live our lives. To a certain extent, you can't really expect to be... to stress out about all the problems going on everywhere because it's just too much. Because you, right? you would be, yeah, you would be a depressed human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I mean, this is something that is still affecting everyone in this, in the sense that it's not like the virus is gone. So what are, what's the answer? How can we help those people? Because I just feel like we need to help those people. We're the world police, man. And that's one thing that this guy, Trump, wanted to stop doing. He wanted to stop helping so much people. And I agree, don't help people that have fucked you over in the past to a certain extent. right? But if their people are dying and we have a chance to get them technology or aid or any type of support to help these people, I think we should always do that. Yeah. How can we help these people? Man? I don't know, bro. I don't know. It's a complicated thing that I don't really fully understand. Obviously, they're a much poorer country, right, than the countries of the West, I guess, if that's the right way to put it. You know, these richer countries bought up a shit ton of vaccines or, or even ordered, pre-ordered a shit ton of vaccines. And so some of them... I'm looking at you, U.S., have a bunch that are just sitting around. And I think recently I heard that they're going to send some to India. Are vaccines the answer, though? When something has gotten that bad, where you don't have, we don't have air, like, you don't have space to bury your dead and you're burning bodies in piles. Yeah. And when it's gotten that out of control, do we want to look to vaccines as something to, to try to stabilize I think that? vaccines are, are not the answer. I think it's maybe part of the answer is part of what would have helped could be it could be the answer it may, it may have, it may it, have helped it help them from getting into the situation they're in right i mean over in the states like you guys are opening up like you said and i don't think it's a coincidence that so many people are vaccinated already that allows uh, some of this you know some of the freedoms to be to to be returned or whatever but at the same time i think india's government was or is a government that's a bit mm, on the fence with the corona thing i don't know how serious they took it let me put it that way so i'm not sure how much they themselves are to blame like put the money aside you know in terms of having enough money to buy the vaccines i think mm. they also were not taking it as serious let's put it that way as i think some other countries and that's pretty reckless when you have so many people like India has. I mean, how many billion of billion citizens does India have? It's like, I don't know. I don't know what the population is. I just know it's ridiculous. And Those are some horny motherfuckers. <laughs> actually, I want to look that up. But when you have that many people, you, you can't, you know, with a pandemic, you can't mess around. Because any slip around. up and it's going gonna, it's gonna, to like wildfire go through your population, right? And now it is. And yeah, it's, as sanitary conditions there have always been, it's very dusty. Uh, it's very... Dude, dust is the least of your worries. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. Have you heard of the river? <laughs> I'm trying to be PC over Ganges? here, man. The garbage river? Oh. Yeah, I've heard of it. That's like a sacred river for them, bro. And they'll bathe in there and they'll, you know, clean themselves. In there. And that water, that water is like filthy. Nah, filthy. Feces, rotting corpses, all kinds of stuff floating through that water. Don't even get me started on that. But it's not a, a place where you should be taking shit like this for granted. You know, they should have been more prepared in some way. How do you? So how do you think when they're what? bathing in shit rivers <laughs> that they're not going to fucking have fucking a, a spread of corona, doggy, a second wave? Like, we didn't see this coming. That's why the U.S. is like, now we got to go help you, bro. Come on, bro. You guys should have figured yeah, this shit out a long thing. time like, ago. I know that that's the, the attitude some people take. That's why I'm saying it's not just a vaccine. It's not just, you know, one thing. It's a combination of things. It's the way of life, too. Yeah. And man. they're partly partly to blame. The population of the U.S., it's like 300-something million, I think. Mm -hmm. India has 1.3 billion people. That's a lot. But in any case, either way, it's... It's a tragedy what's going on over there and it is. what people are and going yes, through. We got we to gotta bring it back to the real. And Regardless of what the reason is, these people need help, man, and we need to freaking help them. 
the the shit in India is is crazy, and now the the shit going on in Israel. The shit in Israel is it's so old. Why why are they beefing though? I'm gonna tell you why they're beefing right like currently. Yeah, the real okay. cur- the reason for the current beef is because I'm not sure if you're aware, but there are like some Israelis who sometimes they're called settlers and they are usually like right wing orthodox i think is the other pc word the, the pc word they use for it they're just extremists basically but they um feel that whatever land that at one time belonged to quote israel should be should belong to israel today as well but you know, through different wars and different, you know, th- over time, some of those areas have sh- have changed hands multiple times. And fast forward to today, in some of those places where it might be contested, there are Palestinians living there. And so some of these settlers, what they do is they say, um, this land is, it's Israeli land. Yeah, it's, it's a land that was promised to us. These people, these Palestinians, should be kicked out. And in some cases, these people who are living there, the Palestinians, have been living there for generations. So it's not like we're talking about, you know, some shanty town with some, you know, trailer parks. You know, these are houses. Yeah, yeah. There are people, generations have lived there. And, and some of these settlers go and they want to claim that land back. And in some cases, probably in a lot of cases, they've, t- they've gone to court and they've won. And so some of these Palestinians have to move out those houses get bulldozed and the land is taken over by by Jewish people, by Israelis, who then build their new their own houses there. So what's happening now is a similar dispute where some settlers claimed and apparently this this dispute has been going on for like over thirty years. It's like really ridiculous in the courts mm-hmm. and shit. And there's some area I, I don't remember the name in in Palestine where, where these Israelis have been trying to claim that that should be Israeli land. And now the court ruled that the people who live in that area, the Palestinians, have to move out. They're going to be evicted by August 1st, I believe. And like I said, some these are people who lived there for generations. They're going to be kicked out so that the land can be basically reclaimed for, for Israel. And the Israeli government is saying that this isn't a government action, that it's sort of a private dispute between landowners and land people who say they have claim to the land. And the people who are on the other side of the argument are saying this is just more evidence that Israel is just continuing to push out Palestinians from their homes in order to claim lands for themselves that they believe that they're entitled to. And so in this latest situation, when it became public that these people were going to be displaced, um, the Palestinians started to riot, protest, you know, and that just grew. Those riots, those protests grew, and eventually uh, some some actual fighting started happening. And then Hamas, which is uh, like the military arm of Palestine, Israelis would probably call them terrorists, they started shooting rockets at Israel, at Jerusalem, or I don't know what other you know, cities. And um, yeah, that's where this Iron Dome thing comes in that you mentioned. And Israel started firing back. But now Israel stepped up the fight because now they're pushing ground troops in as well. So it's about to become full-on war like we used to hear about when we were you know, in elementary school. How are they deciding whether or not the people that are claiming which are the Israelis in this case, that they're claiming land that the Palestinians live on. How do they know that the Israeli people really own that land? Honestly, I have no idea. I assume that that is a super complicated, convoluted investigation that they go through trying to prove it. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. both sides think they have claim or or truth, let's say, on their sides. I have no idea how they prove it. But I guess the problem is that the Palestinians have been living in like some weird refugee kind of status almost for, I guess, decades at least, you know, for quite a long time already. They're treated like, um, let's say, not equal citizens. Mm. And Israel has 
contributed to that in a lot of ways. Yeah, even if they claim otherwise, they don't treat the Palestinians the same. Yeah, and the Palestinians are also kept to certain areas, let's say, for example, and whatever. So I think the problem is that when Israel being now the stronger nation, the more powerful nation, the more the richer nation, when they allow their right-wing arms of their society to come out with these claims, these religious claims or whatever, and then justify it by creating laws, because I read this, you can be on whatever side you want, but if there is a law in place, you can't argue the law, right? This, and there are laws in place that Israel has that allows Israelis or Jewish people who have a, who say they have a claim to some land from history time, you know, from back in the day, it allows them to recover that land if they can somehow prove it, I guess. But that same law doesn't apply to Palestinians who would who may have also lost land in some war or some, you know, historical over over time. That law doesn't allow them to claim back lands that might have that may have belonged to them. So you tell me how that's even close to fair, right? And at the end of the day, it's like and this is my opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. Israel is like the big bully on the block and they're just doing what they can to kind of continue to isolate and, and push out the Palestinians who forever have been struggling forever to even unify as one nation, right? And to make matters worse, you know, the, is- the Israelis are, ba- are backed by countries like, historically backed by countries like the U.S. Yeah? The U.S. always has this relationship with Israel like, we have to somehow support and protect them. Why well, I say we, it's more like you now. You guys have to support and protect them. And, you know, they can do no Thanks. wrong. And, of course, that means that they sell them weapons, right? So the Israelis have all the weapons they need, all the money they need. They have everything they need. While Meanwhile, they're, you know, they have their foots on the necks of the Palestinians. That's just reality. That's just how it is. It's fucked up. You know, and, and you can't say anything negative about the Israelis because immediately you're kind of labeled as someone who's anti-Semitic because everyone knows that however many million died in the Holocaust so they suffered no one can they can do no wrong yeah and that kind of brings me back to the conversation we had earlier you know these people who were treated the way they were treated and how many of their people were killed in World War II now they're turning around and treating the Palestinians like dogs it's like that dissonance that cognitive dissonance I, it's just so frustrating but it exists everywhere because like we it said people people man so that's what's going on now and i uh, i think the last i read the rockets that that uh, hamas fired have killed i think it was 11 people and i think one of them was a six-year-old girl in israel the response from israel has killed over 300 palestinians imagine kids being brought up in that situation bro not choosing where to be born, not choosing what family to be born into, but they know that they're in this world and they're bred, they're born into that. You remember, I mean, I'm sure when you went to the military, you've you encountered, you know, more stressful situations. But do you remember when we were younger, we went to um, San Salvador, that trip, mm-hmm. and there was one night that they were like firing gunshots and rockets. Yeah, and yeah. It sounded like a war outside. Yeah. I remember how scared I was then. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were like, we were told to stay away from the windows, you know, just in case. And like, that's that times 10, bro. Yeah. That's fucked up, man. Buildings falling on you and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a it's a sobering thing to think of. And then when, yeah, when we talk about humans fucking sucking, man, that's a great example, you know, because what happened to them in the Holocaust was horrible. It doesn't change that. But why are we not going to be better? When our, when so many of our people have perished at the at the hands of hate, why are we going to be come now and and just pee on the little guy now or or the people that we see as the little guy? Yeah. Why why are we going to pick on that white kid that goes to a black school when black people know they've gone through a whole lot of shit? So when you see all this and you hear all this, I don't know how anyone could realistically be anything but cynical. <laughs> Well, you know the the path of Skywalker. Eyes. I see it in your eyes. You know, it's a little darker today, baby. <laughs> Listen, 
you know, they they call me Skywalker, bro. It's, it's the kid. And if anybody knows the story, one of the famous Skywalkers did become Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> so I think inevitably I might just join the Dark Force. Spoiler alert. Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm always going to choose building over breaking, bro. But it's it's just tough, man. It's discouraging to a certain extent. The only thing we can control is we got to make sure that we, we, we try to do better, right? Mm. And not say because shit like that's happening, I'm gonna go and fuck two girls when I think I got COVID. Like not do shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. <laughs> that's a perfect example. Yeah. So, did you see that video that I sent you? I sent the link to a video. I think it was yesterday. Uh, let me see. Sir. I mean, you you didn't watch the video, otherwise you would have remembered. But you 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 uh, did you click on it? No, I haven't clicked on it. Bro. All right. Which one? The last one you sent me? I think so. Yeah. It's called Fact versus Fake. I just wanted to mention it because maybe if you uh, watch it before next week, maybe we can touch on it. I think it's an amazing documentary. Okay. Because a lot of the shit that we talk about here and how crazy things are, people are, and how even some of the opinions that we have and we've shared, like all of the ways that our thoughts and our opinions are influenced by the information that we get yeah and a lot of it now is obviously through social media but it's not only it could be really like let's say mainstream news it could even be an actual Mm -hmm. paper written by a you know phd whatever Mm -hmm. that documentary talks about why it is and and even how it is that it happened that we don't trust science anymore yeah in this case science what they're really they're talking about science but really they're talking about facts anymore and it goes into Mm. this this conflict between what is fact and what is fake and how that's even changed in our time and how things like social media have affected it and i think it's really contributor to a lot of why things are things seem to be next level worse because things have always been chaotic wars have always happened right Mm -hmm. but now with the way information is is spread everywhere and the way people can decide what is fact (laughs) that just makes everything so much worse and that that documentary talks about it so i really recommend it i think i yeah i i see i see why why you can say that and i'm I love that we're kind of touching on it because we can we can uh, follow up on this next week. But just something like Facebook, how it made this whole past four years with Trump, that was just fuel. Like the fact that we had something like Facebook where everybody could come on and speak about their opinion and their viewpoints mm-hmm. at this current time made everything 10 times worse. If we're in an era where cell phones don't have cameras, what happened to George Floyd is just another black man dying at the hands of a cop. Mm-hmm. And it never would have became an issue, and it wouldn't have spread like wildfire on the internet, and everybody wouldn't have had an opinion about it. And I, I, I'm not saying I'm glad that happened. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that we were able to 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 bring light to the situation because it is an issue, right? But certain things do make things worse, and I think that's a perfect example of taking a situation. And I mean, cities were burning, man. You know, Rodney King shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But when you watch it, you you'll what's what I always find interesting is the stuff that I can directly relate to mm. and that I can see myself and how I even may have fallen into some of those traps. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So when I see stuff like that, then it just has even more of an impact. Yeah? It it reminds me of the vaccine episode that we had. Yeah. I think you should watch it, and then yeah, for um, sure. we can talk about it next week, maybe, and see let's see how how much time we want to dedicate to it. But I think it's well worth a watch, even for uh, well, not even, especially for the listeners. I even told our other brother that he should watch it with his uh, with his uh, son, with our nephew, mm-hmm. and I plan to do the same with with mine. Uh, I, I told them about it already, and they they found it really interesting, but we haven't watched it together yet. I think it's worth it. Well, we'll definitely do that, man. Yeah, yeah, that was just a little sidetrack. Um, because I was, I had a couple other things that were, let's say, semi semi interesting, 
and then we can probably wrap it up. Yeah, man, let's do it. Get into it, baby. I heard that, or I read that the NRA is uh, not being allowed to file for bankruptcy. It seems like you guys are going after the NRA now, <laughs> which is pretty shocking. I, I would be surprised if it actually goes anywhere, but it's shocking that they're even going after the NRA. Well, it's because of who's in office, though. <laughs> we'll see. When things like that happen, they say, oh, Biden's trying to take our guns. Yeah, well, I guess the those people's opinions sh- should not be what we pay attention to because that's one of those uninformed opinions. The NRA doesn't have anything to do with, or at least not directly, with the Second Amendment. It's the Second Amendment, right? The one to bear arms? Yeah. It has nothing to do with it. The only problem with the NRA is that they just, they're like a big-ass lobby who push for gun ownership and who you know um rather talk down gun violence so they just make the whole situation worse but when it comes to the second amendment whether the nra exists or not it has nothing to do with the second amendment so that argument would be you know bogus it's the same thing with the gas the gas is going up because of biden everything that doesn't go their way is because of biden now, the gas is going up because they got the pipeline was the people who own the pipeline were held. Well, initially, initially, and then Biden's behind. It. <laughs> <laughs> initially, gas prices went up a little bit because, you know, he canceled that that pipeline. Oh. Ah, so that okay. made that made okay. prices go up already, you know. And again, we're mm-hmm. fucking with the Israelis and they're like, oh, we have our own supply. Fucking Biden. He's in bed with the Israelis. But now that we're having mm. this fucking issue is because we, we're hearing over here that somebody hacked into the system and now people are going crazy. But that pipeline that they hacked into isn't even the source that Floridians get their fucking gas from. It's not even the pipeline yeah. that's associated with us. So why I are we going and buying too. up all this gas? I mean, it's <laughs> fucking ignorance, bro. <laughs> fucking Florida. people. Like this was going to be called fucking people. And not in the context that you might think about it when you read those words. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking people, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was also interesting to see. I I would be curious to see what happens. If the lawsuits go through and the court at the moment ruled against the NRA, which means it would allow them to go through. Actually, let me correct that. What the court did was it said the NRA cannot file for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. The NRA was trying to, you know, file for bankruptcy because they're afraid that if they lose the court bat- battles, they're going to end up bankrupt when they have to pay out, you know, whatever. And the court decided, nah, you're not going to use bankruptcy to, to weasel out of this. You're going to have to basically fight that up on your mm-hmm. own. So that was kind of interesting. And the other thing I saw was uh, <laughs> completely unrelated about the German priests defying the Pope. This, these are your people. Yeah, the Catholics. Oh, they're my people. The Pope. They're my people. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so this 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 Pope came out, I don't know how long ago, a few years ago maybe, um, and said that uh, Catholic uh, priests and whatever the hell they call themselves should not bless gay marriages. So gay marriages outside of the Shocker church can happen whether... Yeah, it can happen if, if, you know, wherever they are living allows it in a legal way. Okay. And then obviously gay people can get married. So if the state says, which is basically a, b- a bunch of old white men decide that in that state people can get married, then God says it's okay. No, no, but no. So what I'm saying is that if the state that you're in allows gay marriage, then you could get marriage, get married by law. But if you're someone who happens to be gay and religious, you wouldn't be able to go to the church and have your marriage blessed by the church. Regardless because, of where you live. Yeah, because okay, the church, okay. following the rule from this pope, we know, we know said well. we're not yeah. blessing gay marriages. Like, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not a thing. And some German priests started their own little, uh, what do you call it, protest. Yeah, And some dude got a bunch of signatures and got a bunch of other priests on board. And now they're defying the Pope and they're openly blessing gay marriages. So that's going to be funny or fun to see where that goes. If these guys all get kicked out of the church or what happens. But you got German priests over here blessing gay marriages. So. And they're Catholic German priests? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's only relevant because they're Catholic. Because they're Catholic. They're Catholic, they have to follow. Well, you know what? what it's about damn time. 
It's about damn time. <laughs> and I'm fucking ecstatic that it's the Germans once again stepping up and doing the right thing. <laughs> it's about damn time. That shit is stupid, bro. I'm sure there's some Germans who disagree with you. Oh, uh, yeah, it's fine. Somebody's always going to disagree with me, and that's okay. But I think that that rule in itself is is, is not it's not from God, bro. It's from men. That's all I got to say about that. I mean, the Pope so, says it's from God. <laughs> and the Pope, Pope is God's suck. representative on earth. Yeah, this guy shits and wipes his ass just like me and you, brother. <laughs> all right? This dude ain't special, bro. This guy's just like me and you, bro. Don't believe the hype. Well... That's uh, that's the word I've spoken. I again, I I think uh, it's about time that there's some defiance that happens, and the hypocrisy because we know how much priests were sleeping with little boys. But that's a conversation for I guess another time, cynic. <laughs> that's for season ten. <laughs> we know how much priests were fucking doing that, and not only to to the same sex, but to little children, bro. And again, we're not going to say all priests because we're not going to paint it with that broad of a brush. It would be unfair to the priests that haven't done that and did do things the right way. But there was a lot of cases. I don't know if they, they had powwows and they talked about the little boys they molested. It was a lot of cases. <laughs> all right. That they were doing that shit. And you're going to tell me that you're not going to try to you're not going to bless same sex. But you're doing that shit. Come on, bro. Get out of my face with that. Yeah, bro. That's all I got, man. That's all we got, bro. Let's hit him with the quote and let's fucking bounce. This was a good kickoff to season four, my man. Yeah. Let me find my goddamn quote. Let's do it, bro. I hope I didn't use this quote before. (laughs) (laughs) So the quote is, um, our mission on this earth is not to be good, but to be ourselves. End quote. Hmm. That was good. I don't know if you've ever used it before. A little controversial one there for you. I'm not going to tell you who it was. I want people to go look for it themselves. Well, I know where that's from. Oh, you do? <laughs> I know where that's from, baby. That's giving me Gnostic vibes. That's giving me Gnostic vibes. Yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a, an interesting quote because on the one hand, if you just just read it over once, you could you could think... It's completely um, like kind of, let's say, unacceptable. Like, you know, you could go, you can go the direction of, so what? What is a murderer should be able to just murder people because that's what they feel they are. You got to go a step beyond that. That's the great thing about words, is that it's words are art, man, and the interpretation is what you make of it. I, I my my initial when I hear that, I'm like, that's fucking deep. Exactly. You know? But just the way I'm wired, where it's like, I think that we should all be on a journey of personal growth. What if, we, what if we're born pieces of shit, man? We're just going to accept that we're pieces of shit. You know? Exactly. That, that's where I was going with the murderer thing. But I think those are superficial reactions. Mm. Those thoughts, it comes from an initial reactionary response. But what you said is where the truth really lies in it it's you said it's deep you might not know why but you have a feeling that it is that's deep and, bro, it, definitely and, is. and it is because it's talking about something deeper it's talking about before you become a piece of shit you know or maybe you find you are a piece of shit but who are you really like you you might act out in ways that are shitty right now mm. and there might be reasons for it but you need to reckon with that you need to deal with that and be who you really are and it ain't a piece of shit. And it ain't a piece of shit. So I love that. That's deep. I'm glad you explained that. Yeah. I like that. I like it a lot. All right, bro. Well, that wraps it up. That is a wrap for season four, episode uno. Thank you for joining us, man. We missed you, motherfuckers. Stop cursing, Frank. Damn. <laughs> We're just giving them continuity. That's so it. I don't feel like anything's changed. A little texture. <laughs> A little consistency. We'll catch y'all next week again. Same time, same place, same channel. Yes, sir. Take care of yourselves and each other. Choose. Peace.
That's why humans suck. <laughs>